Lasso Way with Matt and Neil. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to the Lasso Way. We are the Lasso Brothers here for episode three. Before we get going, Neil, are you ready to address the rather large elephant in the room? Um, typically, we get into episode description and stuff right now, but today's not a typical day. Um, we're, we're, we're in a little bit of a crisis mode here, Neil. Um, it's come to my attention that you are, you are all of a sudden a proponent. You like tea. Um, and, and I'm a little shocked that you would, you would be saying this because that means you lied to our listeners at one point. Like, what happened? Um, and also, I- be- before you defend yourself, you're also lumping in iced tea into this, which is a complete uh, diversion away from the tea debate. This was hot tea we were talking about. And don't even dare try and throw sweet tea into this mix either. <laughs> so, so yeah, can, defend but, yourself. But can you have iced tea or sweet tea without tea? Ted Lasso, I, as, a, as a fan of barbecue, I think would also enjoy a good glass of iced tea with his barbecue. But at, but at any rate, I, I never said that I did not like tea. I just let you go on in your rant. And I, and I, I feel uh, bad. I feel bad to, for tea that I didn't stick up for tea in the moment. But I can't let this go on any longer. I think tea has a, a proper place in the world. I think, you know, we could all stand to, to have a, a few tea times, you know, a mid-afternoon tea, I think, sounds sounds perfect. You know, there's a lot of people napping, you know, in their work home situations, you know, maybe substituting, you know, some tea and crumpets, you know, in their afternoon, I think, perfectly acceptable. But yeah, yeah sweet, sweet tea and iced tea are tea. And they're brown of a different temperature. I, first off, I don't believe you when you, we'll have to check the tapes, but I do think you said you didn't like tea, to be quite honest. And I don't know if I'd consider what I did a rant, but um, <laughs> uh, also hot brown water. Can't have hot brown water with iced tea. But uh, fortunately for you, it seems that two thirds of the people that have responded to the Instagram poll um, agree with you. And the other third are correct and agree with me, <laughs> but, um, but yeah. All right. Well, I guess we won't, we won't blow this thing up yet and, and have just our own podcast on this topic. Now we'll keep going, but uh, description of this episode, episode three, uh, their descriptions are super short, but uh, this one's described as to arrange an in-depth expose, Rebecca Paris, cynical journalist, Trent Krim with Ted for a day, Ted and Roy ventured into the community. So, uh, initial thoughts. What do you think of the episode? So, um, this is my favorite of the three, for sure. Thought question. I think the way they go into the community, I really enjoy that. And um, I really enjoy uh, Trent Krim's transformation through this episode. It's... Yeah. Yeah. It's it's my my favorite. And, And also Roy cursing in front of children. Uh, numerous <laughs> occasions in this episode, yeah. I think. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. How about I, you? I, I think same thing. Yeah, I think it's. I think it's certainly my favorite of the three. Um, 
one and two, I think are very, very similar in a lot of ways. And so I think those rankings can kind of go interchangeable. If I had to, I'd still say the pilot's better than the second one, but, but three, I think is, is the best thus far. Um, so yeah, I think it's, uh, it's taken over the top spot and the Royal rumble we got going on. So, um, I think that puts number three on top. The pilot goes down to number two, then it seems so. Um, but yeah, super, it's, it's a tremendous episode. And yeah, like you say, I mean, Trent Krim is, and we'll get to that later, obviously, but, uh, you start to see, you know, dominoes falling and, and succumbing to the lasso way in this episode. Um, and, and, and rather quick succession too, to be honest with you which is, uh, which is kind of fun to watch, but yeah. So uh, yeah, we'll just kind of go through the episodes like we have and uh, along the way, point out our lassoisms uh, and maybe some, some spots where we, we kind of uh, point out that Ted Lasso is a better person than, than one of us, for example. Uh, I, I know there's a lot of, a lot of those in this episode for me um, and every episode, but, uh, but yeah, so um the opening scene is is rather upbeat. Uh, Rebecca is pretty pretty excited actually to get to the office and discover this this damage that she's inflicted on Ted and Keeley and and the club in general. <laughs> um, Practically skipping to work almost. She's like, yeah, yeah, unusually yeah. joyful. Yep. And Higgy boy, uh, she she finds out rather quickly that uh, the plan didn't go as expected. Um, and she calls in Higgins to find why not. And um, um, turns out that Higgins is not actually in the office. He lies and says that he is, but. Uh, I like how she has, has him labeled in her phone. That was, she went to the trouble yeah. of label. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. a really good little bit too. Yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> She's that, a shorthand for Higgins. Yeah, that Siri request is, is interesting. Absolutely. So there's a funny bit about, uh, branding and cows which i thought was pretty funny too from ted um and another like we said last episode another joke that maybe they don't uh, get as much in in england i guess but uh like he says if they were in kansas he'd just be waiting for her to laugh about uh you know feeling bad for cows and branding but you got to do it otherwise they'll just get lost but but uh then we cut to the coach's office and uh i, I just kind of wanted your thoughts it seems ted has drawn up <laughs> He's, he's a, ta- a tactician all of a sudden. I mean, he's uh, sure. putting up tactics on the board. And so after you see him do that, do you are you convinced that Ted has learned anything about soccer? Or um, I, I don't really buy his, the way that he draws up the offense on that board. But <laughs> it was it was completely for show, you know, like and yeah. And, yeah. and summing a, a, a soccer, a soccer team, a football teams, you know, office, you know, offense in a in a, a, a simple whiteboard session is, is kind of simplistic, you know, like, but yeah, uh, yeah uh, it was, it was, it was a gesture, you know? Yeah. Especially because he was like, this guy just passes this to this guy. And it's always just the guy right next. There's like, <laughs> there, sure. there wasn't much. Uh, yeah. So that, I just thought the that offense, was kind of funny. The I, offense breaks down quickly. If, <laughs> if yeah. somebody stands yeah. in the way of one of the passes. Yeah. Yeah. I did. I did actually appreciate the way that he described the offense, though, as uh, kind of give and go. Uh, give it to Jamie, and everyone else can go to hell. <laughs> yeah, that is a good. That is a good line. Yeah, that was good. But uh, but none of they're looking for ideas, right? Um, and they're just in the coach's office, and Nate is kind of hovering as he's kit man, but he also is the garbage man too. Apparently, it seems, and so 
Um, he's kind of hovering and, and it's pretty clear that Ted's looking for any help you can get on this. And, uh, Nate kind of meekly starts, you know, saying that he might have some ideas and, <laughs> um, Ted, Ted wants to hear them. And he kind of goes through what seems to be a lot of scrap paper in his pockets and finally comes up with a kind of a play, um, that he offers up to Ted. Um, and this is, this which, is my lassoism for the episode. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I need to get it, get it in as quickly as possible. So I beat you to the punch. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's hey everybody. Everybody, this is this is Neil's first lassoism all by himself. Yeah. We'll put it. We'll put this in the book of lasso. He uh, <laughs> he's very meekly presenting his idea, and uh, Ted and Beard both kind of you know talk about how they have a heart a really tricky time hearing folks that don't believe in themselves. And I love that. I love that uh, that that line in the. The episode and that's that's one of my favorite lassoisms of, of this yeah. episode um you know it, it, especially like with with um this particular scene you know he's looking for ideas and it's coming from an unlikely source but he's really um trying to to get nate to come out of his shell and and this is just another example of that yeah well and i think you know we've talked about this in the past and it's one thing we kind of want to highlight as we go through the episodes but part of what makes this show so good and why one of the reasons I like it so much is that, I mean, he kind of demonstrates that he's, he's kind of a different character than you're used to and kind of a different person. And, and this is one of those instances where like he has absolutely no ego, right? I mean, he's, he's the manager of a premier club team and just wants to be able to coach these guys up. And he kind of knows he doesn't know a ton about soccer. So if the kit man's got an idea for the offense, he's willing to take it. I mean, he has to try it on first, you know, obviously, and see if it fits right and all these things. And, but, if, but if it fits, he, he's going to wear it right out of the, right out of the store. And uh, I, th I think, I think your, I think your example there is also very interesting because I, I think it, um, it's not like an alpha male thing to talk about, like trying on clothes the way he, he does there. And it's, yeah. it's, uh, it, it, it's yeah. also a really neat part of the scene as well. Yeah. And, and not only the way he talks about it, but I mean, the way he kind of like demonstrates it, he's like, you know, yeah. kind of slimming his figure and all this stuff. And it's, mm -hmm. it's just a great exchange. I love it, but it, uh, it, it shows a lot about all of the characters involved. Um, but yeah, um, speak up and show your, str show your strut as it were, I guess, uh, that's a good lassoism for the day. Um, but uh, congratulations on getting your first one in before I stole it from you too. Well done. Yay. Um, <laughs> um, but so then we, we cut from that. They go the wrong way to get off the pitch, uh, which Ted calls it a pitch right away. So he's, he's catching on to the terminology pretty quickly. But uh, um, on the way out, there's a, there's a little scene between Keely and Ted. Um, and, you know, he's just like, how is everything? And she's like, oh, yeah, it's good. But then everybody walks away and we find out that things are not good. Uh, Keely is the reason that the, the story did not run the way that Rebecca wanted it to, um, and, and kind of shows Ted. And, um, this is another instance for me, um, uh, as to kind of how he's just kind of a different person and, and better than, than most, I would say, like she shows him this terrible picture and he like, doesn't get immediately defensive or, you know, start freaking out. He's just like, yeah, it's just two people like innocently sharing a sandwich or something like that. And, you know, you're not defined by your relationship. So what's the problem? And 
Keely obviously is a, taking a little bit different tactic here um, and is kind of freaking out, which I think is a quite honestly, probably the more appropriate response, obviously, um, especially for her, but, and maybe Ted doesn't have as much to lose as her, I guess, in this instance either, but. I, I think also but, Ted uh, probably doesn't understand the tabloid media in England maybe as much too. Like, I think, I think yeah, that's I a different animal from, from anything that we know. Yeah. Well, certainly different than Wichita, Kansas, I would imagine. Um, <laughs> I don't know if they, if they had a, a tabloid in Wichita that, that hounded him when he was the Shockers football coach, but, uh, but yeah, absolutely. But again, I just, he just kind of like aw shucks is it. And he's like, yeah, what's, I don't, what's the big deal. <laughs> but, uh, but anyway, um, they cut to Rebecca's office because that's where Ted and, and Keely are going to end up going. But Higgins is <laughs> arriving kind of at the same time and <laughs> forgets that he has his work bag in when he <laughs> when he goes into her office initially and he just chucks the thing. It's pretty funny. Um, and uh, Ted actually brings it in for him later. But uh, th there's this back and forth between all of them about, you know, um, this is going to run and all of these things. And now Rebecca is put in the awkward position of, you know, what does she do? Because uh, Keeley said she's going to find this person and get after him, obviously, and, and kind of destroy them. And so, um, yeah, um, she, uh, she, yeah, she just steps in and kind of plays hero on this and says she'll shut it down. Um, so, which, you know, again, um, <laughs> that's kind of an interesting dynamic for her because um, she's now in the middle of it. She's caused it. But, um, but one, one question I was going to ask you, Neil arm wrestling match, Michelle Obama and Rebecca, who you got? <laughs> I don't know. I, that, that is a really tough question. I mean, they both have action figure arms. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what Michelle may not be doing as much gardening. I think now that she, she, she was a few years ago, I'm going to have to go with Rebecca. Okay. She, she, I think she's going to win that arm wrestling uh, contest, right. but I don't think I could look away. <laughs> yeah you got to watch that right if that's going yeah. on you watch that uh i'm gonna go i'm gonna go michelle then just because i i don't think there's anything she can't do and uh um so yeah that's what i'm going with but uh sure so i'll be i'll be her hype man you can be rebecca's but uh sure but higgins H higgins continues just to get piled on by rebecca just keeps taking it i mean um she's essentially just ticked at him like he didn't use a burner phone or anything like this she's just his response is like, I'm not a spy here. You know, I'm just the director of football operations. <laughs> and he initially thinks that Rebecca gives him a compliment when she says that he's equally proficient at both. But then he thinks about it a little bit and you see kind of the it wash over his face. He's like, Oh, I get it. She actually doesn't mean that honestly. Um, so I, I just, I just thought that was kind of a funny thing. Um, and that, there's a, there's a quick scene on the training pitch too, about, um, them like needing conditioning did ted honestly think he was going to beat any of these premier league athletes around the field when they ran two times force of will like he he definitely yeah like he, he could definitely see that he was motoring he was definitely trying yeah. to move his body yeah. as fast as he could for sure yeah yeah it's in this training in that training scene they go over the play though don't they don't don't they go over the the play the the decoy yeah. play before that yeah which is which, I, I, which is a cool part yeah briefly yeah they go uh they go over it again at the next practice when trent shows up too but uh 
but yeah, he talks about, you know, making your hellos, goodbyes and stuff like that, which was pretty good too. But, uh, but then, then we end up in the locker room and find out that Ted's trying to motivate the players by giving them all gifts of some sort. Um, Specific books, not like a, yeah, a blanket yeah. book. He like, he thought about each individual and gave yeah. them a book that, that maybe tied into their role. And I was trying yeah. to look for like specific titles to see, you know, hmm. but it is hard to figure out. Like, I think you maybe could get two books and that's about it, but. Yeah. J- Jamie, Jamie throws his away pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah. And has, has something to say about it as well. Um, but you know, this kind of ties back to something that I think you talked about in, in episode one or two, I don't remember, but I mean, Ted kind of presents himself as kind of this, you know, guy that isn't maybe all that well-read and, you know, doesn't really know what's going on, but he's a pretty well-read guy and is pretty thoughtful. And, and that's one thing that I think, I again appreciate about the character so much is like I mean he picks out very like you say very specific books for each for each athlete and you know he doesn't he's not exactly the person that you would think he was well just when you see his presentation and stuff which which again I think is is kind of a funny uh a funny aspect of that but it's um, it's a large departure from that that's one of the main differences from that and the the promos you know that originally aired you know is like, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think he's presented anything like that in the promos and it's hard with the amount of time that you have. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he, he, he's definitely well-read, I guess in between the time of, of coaching Spurs for the brief amount of time that he, he became a, uh, got a master's d- degree in literature or something like that. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Those six hours taught him a lot, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, the takeaway from that scene, obviously, is he's really, he's kind of focused in on Roy at this point and has kind of just picked him out. Like, you know, if we're going to do anything here, you know, Roy's the guy we need to win over. Um, and, and Roy's obviously not happy with him saying that he's not going to intervene in the bullying of Nate and stuff. But um, Ted pretty much which says, in, look. At, which in this specific episode, the bullying coincides with Nate's ascension, you know, yeah. as far as, you know, he's come up with the play that also makes Jamie less important on the team. You know, the old play was get the ball to Jamie and everybody else go to hell. And yeah. now, now, you know, he's, he's a decoy in yeah. a, in a, in a, in a plan that they're a play yeah. that they're, they're thinking of implementing, you know, Jamie, Jamie, go to hell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. So um, if we had sponsors yet, do you think this episode could be brought to you by Butterfinger with the story that uh, with the story that Ted tells to Roy about don't eat, <laughs> don't eat anything. <laughs> don't eat anything from a butter, ra- Butterfinger wrapper that uh, what's his name? I forget the kid's name that yeah. hands you on the playground. <laughs> Yeah. yeah don't does also does it make me hungry for any candy bars that's for sure it certainly doesn't but uh that that's i mean good that that's very specific though i mean to be able to poop inside a butterfinger wrapper is uh wow that's talent i suppose but uh then they cut to the lifting scene um and jamie thinks that roy is interested in his workout regiment when she's clearly not um and asks instead if he could speed bag something else but um there, there's a couple like I think English sayings in, in this episode that are, are interesting. Um, Roy calls him a bell end, 
um, which if you don't know what that is, look it up, but it, it doesn't, we don't know what it is here, but I had to look it up and I, I thought it was funny once I did, but, um, but it's clear that Jamie just doesn't care about this bullying stuff and he's just going to continue it. It seems, I think we then cut, I, I think my, my notes got out of order here, I think, but, um, we, we get into the back into Ted and Rebecca going back in the office and she's now saying that, look, um, she spoke to the owner of the sun. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which is, which, which is not God. It's, it's, it's the newspaper. Yeah. There's no higher authority. He think Ted initially thinks that she's spoken to God, which would have been good, but I think he just spoke to the owner and they're going to, they're going to pull that. He, he uh, could have taken story. care of it as well. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. But just prior to this too, like they cut to Rebecca and she's just ecstatic because she's found a new plan, obviously. Um, and she thinks that she can put an end to this outstanding fan base that Higgins cites because um, she's taking issue with the fact that like seems to no matter what they do, this fan base just doesn't go away. Like they won't give up on this team. Um, and so that's the point of the scene in the office is like, you know, essentially in exchange for not running that photo, Trent Cram is going to write a profile on Ted and Ted just totally takes it in stride like always. Right. I mean, he's like, yeah, that's great. Um, he's going to dip him in milk essentially. Cause he's a tough cookie, but, uh, but you know, she's like, the supporters really listen to him. He's like, yeah, okay. I get it. <laughs> um, and so again, it, w- the die has been cast here. She thinks she's finally got him, which is probably a reasonable assumption on her part. Cause Trent Krim, I think that is his goal at the outset, but we'll, we'll see how it goes for him. But, uh, I, I knew you would like this part though. When he, when Trent finally does show up at the training pitch, um, I, I think Ted says, hello, Trent Krim. And he's like, hello, Ted, coach Ted Lasso from America. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so not only does he do that with his own name, he does it with people, other people's names too, apparently, but he does an amazing job of like saying a lot of information with few words. I mean, he's, He's a very succinct, you know, like his, his uh, columns, I'm sure are very brief, but very action packed with information. Yeah. He's, he's, uh, he's the an interesting might character. Be the, yeah. The byline might be the longest thing in some of those things. Cause he's got to put, you know, Trent Krim from the independent always, but, um, but yeah, so they're back on the training grounds though. And I got a couple questions from you from, from this scene. Um, Who's coaching the goal, the goalkeepers on this team? Because they've let up some absolute howlers. And they did this in like the opening scene of the pilot. And they, when they run um, Nate's play here, like Sam's, he scores, but like that goalkeeper would be run out of England. I would imagine if he lets that goal up. So um, do you think they need help in the goalkeeper front, at least for coaching or, or even like, could you go play goalkeeper for them possibly? Um, I think you probably could. I would pull a hamstring for sure. But (laughs) the, the, um, I, you know, there are some other coaches on the field. Yeah. I mean, those guys, those guys are the real unsung heroes of (laughs) of this Richmond team. But uh, yeah, yeah. There's not much goalkeeper uh, coaching. Jamie, obviously this is the first time that he's really taken issue with or talked about this play, I guess. And he's not real happy with playing decoy. And um, says that, you know, unfortunately for Ted, nobody thinks it's funny. And Roy just blows him up and it's just hilarious. We cut back to the locker room, though, and find out that Nate's still getting bullied, uh, which prompts Roy to just storm out to the parking lot, which is like 
this parking lot scene is one of my favorite scenes from this entire episode. Um, and immediately when he gets to the parking lot, he, he sees Keely and it's like, where's your prick boyfriend? Essentially. Like you sure do know how to pick him. He <laughs> kind of uh, unloads on her says, just cause she's the closest. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think that's kind of his MO, but her response is just, you know, didn't your last girlfriend steal your watch? And his response is I, I can watch this a million times. And I'll laugh every time, but he's just like, I don't need a phone and a watch. Like, don't don't pile on me for my girlfriend stealing my watch. I, I don't need a phone and a watch. Like, I don't know. Like, this scene, this might be a little bit of a hot take. And maybe it's not, I guess. Maybe it's obvious. But I think Roy Kent, for me, is in the running for best character on the show, really. I mean, he's up there for me. Um, well, his, his impression of Ted Lasso in this scene is also a highlight for me. <laughs> It's you know, yeah, like, that's a dynamite impression. <laughs> yeah, like he does this like weird cowboy effect. That what that, that was? That I don't, yeah, I don't know. I'm Ted Lasso, and I'm from Kansas. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I don't know. It's, yep, that was yeah. a dynamite impression of Roy Kent doing Ted Lasso. I will tell you that for sure. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, well, I tried. But yeah, it was good. But um, so yeah, then we we cut back, and we're kind of in the Trent Krim portion of the episode now, and. uh can, can no, I just Ted, say one thing? He, he, yeah, you know, uh, he compares Trent to a Roomba that he's just yeah. going around looking for dirt. And, and the thing that I really take, you know, one of the takeaways from this episode is, you know, Ted takes input from everybody, you know, even the kit man for, for new ideas, but like, he's not hiding anything from Trent. Like Trent yeah. would kind of expect, expect to be given a, you know, a very, uh, beautiful image of what's going on behind the scenes but he's not trying yeah. to do anything different than he would normally um and uh, i think that's really refreshing too because normally on almost any organization if somebody higher up is coming to do a visit you pretend yeah. like everything's running perfectly and uh you know one of the well, parts that yeah, actually brings me to my that brings me to my lassoism for this episode actually is that oh, uh and i that was a question I had for you too. It's like, cause I'm with you. It's like, I mean, Ted is like all, he's like, yeah, I've never really, like he's telling him like, I don't care about wins and losses and all these things. But you know, then he starts saying like, Oh, we're going to go to a school today. And Trent Krim being the cynical journalist that he is, he's just like, Oh, how, how coincidental, like the day I'm here, you just happen to go, you know, to a kid's school, um, you know, for community outreach and stuff. And, and the last wasn't for me for this episode as well. You know, that's the funny thing about coincidences. Sometimes they just happen. And, you know, again, I don't, I'm with you. I don't think Ted necessarily set that up. I don't, I don't know if he's playing chess as it relates to that kind of stuff. Like I truly do think it just, it's a very yoga bearish quote too, but I mean, I think he just, that's the day Trent was there and that's the day they were going to go. I mean, um, especially considering that Roy goes with him. I don't think Roy would be part of that plan to be quite honest with you. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was actually one of the questions I had, but you already answered it with your intro to the scene kind of is that I think this is truly just a coincidence. So, um, but we have a quick cut out, cut out scene to Keely and Rebecca um, just to kind of start showing that they're going to be forging a little bit of a bond here. And she's also eating one of the biscuits. It's like she really like rationed those biscuits. Like those yeah. are a big part of her sustenance. You know, like yeah, how many meals like she, she gets a salad occasionally and some biscuits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
well, she gets them every day. So it's a good thing that Ted's bringing them to her. I guess I'll say that because otherwise she wouldn't be eating anything, I guess. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, obviously this scene, I think more again, just kind of sets up like, again, Rebecca does a lot of bad stuff, but she's kind of earned the right to do some of it, I think, because Rupert, her ex-husband was treated kind of like Prince Charming in the divorce. And he seems to be the only guy or the only one of them that really did anything wrong. It seems, I mean, running around with other women and, you know, all sorts of other things. So again, trying to make her um, likable, despite the fact that she's trying to submarine um, what, what appears to me, you know, to be, to be the world's best person in Ted Lasso, I guess. But, <laughs> um, but we cut to the school scene. Um, and <laughs> this is another funny scene for me. And again, how believable this is that a premier league manager would be introduced an elementary school by the wrong name, <laughs> uh, I guess, primary school by the wrong name is, is a little bit beyond belief, I guess. But uh, little Jacob in the back <laughs> calls Ted a wanker, which, again, I, it's just funny. I mean, it's a little kid like calling Ted a wanker from from the crowd, which um, is funny. But Ted's really just there to introduce the, the keynote speaker. Uh, Roy Kent, um, who certainly has a way with words um, and uh, trying to inspire these kids to stay in school by, you know, telling them that essentially school doesn't matter. <laughs> and he never really saw the point in it. But um, then pretty much just says, like, let's all go around, go outside and, and have, you know, a good time wasting time. Um, that's what that English idiom means, I believe. Um, so, yeah. I, one of the things I loved about when they get into a line um, to start doing headers and stuff, Ted gets in line too. And uh, Roy throws him the ball and he does a header back to Roy. And Roy's just like, well done. I mean, he's kind of beside himself, but he's just like, you can kind of start to see him wearing off a little bit on him, but um, certainly not. Not that much quite yet, but uh, he had a lot of enthusiasm. He had almost as much enthusiasm as as the children with his header, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And I think earlier in this scene, too, we also find that uh, Roy is he certainly has a way with his niece, too, because when when asked which one is his niece at the school, he's he says to Ted like that idiot. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. He has a way with children. Yeah. In addition to dropping F-bombs in front of the whole assembly. He yeah. calls his niece yeah. an idiot. Yeah. And so do you think Phoebe, his niece, did she have direction to to drop kick the ball at Ted's face and bust him in the nose? It's something that, that seems plausible for sure. I mean, yeah. Yeah. like she doesn't do the header. She grabs the ball and, you know, yeah. punts it into Ted's face. I mean. Yeah, absolutely. That, could be, I, I, uh, I was curious about that. <laughs> for sure. But uh, so, yeah, he ends up dripping blood all over the ball he's signing. But, you know, turns out that they stay at that school again for a long time. So I don't think it was part of a a ploy for Trent at all. Um, But we start to see Trent kind of figuring out like, oh, this Ted guy, like he's not exactly who I would hire, obviously. But he seems to be a pretty decent dude because Roy is just getting after Ted on this wrinkle in time book (laughs) um, that, that Ted had given him as his gift. Um, and he's just like, you know, what the hell is this? And, uh, what is a wrinkle in time? And, and Trent immediately comes to Ted's defense and he's just like, it's a lovely novel. And he goes into 
you know, it's talking about a young girl who needs to like deal with how to be a leader and all these things. And Roy just says, am I supposed to be the little girl? <laughs> He's like, I'd like you to be. Um, and so it's just, but you can already tell like those wheels are turning and Roy's again from the parking lot and other areas of this episode, like, he's starting to kind of become that instead of a passive leader, he's starting to be a little bit more assertive and, and do things that he thinks Ted should be doing, but he's going to be doing as a player and, and that's going to make it more effective. But, uh, but yeah, I thought, I thought that was good. Um, then, so Trent's there obviously to do an expose. So he needs to have some sit down time um, with Ted. And so Ted just asked him if he wants to go to dinner um, and uh, they go to Ollie's restaurant, our driver from the pilot. And, and he even seems surprised that Ted is there. He was like, yeah, you know, Ted, Ted, Ted was like, you invited me. And he was like, yeah, I invite everybody that comes to my cab, you know, to come to the restaurant, yeah. you know? And uh, I, I thought that was really, really kind of cool too. Like even, even Ollie was surprised that, that, that uh, Ted made an effort to make it there. Well, and this is one of those things that like, as we go through, we're trying to talk about how like Ted's a better person than most. Like this is another instance of that for me from this episode that we don't see the invite um, from that episode, but I, I would imagine there's a conversation at some point where Ollie's like, yeah, I work at a restaurant too. You guys should stop by. And, and Ted probably like a lot of us would say like, oh yeah, sure. That sounds like a great idea. I'll, I'll do that. The difference between food. never had. Yeah, before. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The difference between Ted Lasso and me, though, <laughs> is that Ted actually went and, you know, ate, sat down and broke bread at the restaurant. And so um, w- when Ollie comes to their table, even as he's walking away at one point, he's just like, you kind of have to listen pretty closely to it. I don't know if I heard it until I was had headphones on, to be honest with you. But Ollie's like, he says mad respect as he's as he's walking away from the table, because like you say, he's he's kind of surprised, but he's also like this dude premier league manager says he's going to come to my restaurant and sure enough within the first couple of weeks of him being here he's done exactly that um now whether or not it was a smart decision is open for debate obviously um because we find out pretty soon that he's never had indian food um and even trent is just like yeah i, I can't eat any of this and ted's like no we got to put a dent in this man like it'll it'll embarrass ollie um but uh but yeah so again that's just that's the difference between me and Ted, I guess, uh, is, is a big part of it. But, um, but through this, this dinner meeting though, we really start to realize like, cause Trent's just going after him to, in a large part. Um, and Ted, to your point earlier, like he just keeps saying, like, I've already told you, like, I don't care about wins and losses. Like he kind of lays out his lasso coaching philosophy at this dinner. He's like, don't care about wins and losses. It's about helping players. Um, you know, this isn't an easy way to do things, but neither is growing up without somebody believing in you. So, um, so we, I don't know, we kind of start to see the, why, you know, the lasso philosophy and why it is maybe the way it is, but, um, Trent, like, I think is a little bit annoyed by some of this. And so he's just like, needs to get out and process it. So, uh, he's like, I gotta go, I got deadlines and all this stuff. And, um, Ted says, Hey, you gotta do the work. And, uh, you know, I enjoyed spending time with you. And again, Trent is, he's just chipping away at Trent because Trent's just like, you really mean that, don't you? <laughs> like, do you not have any idea why I'm here? It's to take you down. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so he doesn't know that quite yet. But, uh, but yeah, so 
Um, but yeah, that, that was, that was one of the better scenes from this episode too. And it then cuts to, <laughs> um, Roy reading to Phoebe, um, in bed <laughs> and again, cursing in front of his niece. And it seems that he's finished the book and maybe kind of gets it, but he's not happy that he gets it. I don't think he's kind of pissed off about it, but, uh, but yeah. So, um, and then Higgins takes center stage because he, he finally feels like he's got news to report to Rebecca on these plans that they're going to try and take out Ted. And uh, he reports to her to kind of start reading the story uh, entitled Wayward Ted. Um, and it's pretty clear that obviously Trent thinks it's irresponsible what he's doing and all these things and he's going to fail. But, you know, if the lasso way is wrong, it's going to hard. It's hard to imagine being right, kind of. And, you know, he's allowing followers to become leaders. I mean, Trent gets it like he totally breaks everything down and um, ultimately says, yeah, he's going to fail. But I don't really want him to. I want to root for this guy. And so Rebecca's plan to destroy Ted with Trent Krim goes down in flames because he spent an afternoon with the guy and, you know, the most ardent critic probably has been captured just by that small amount of time. And as she knows, the, the supporters listen to him, listen to Trent Krim. So it, it's gonna, this is going to have the opposite effects on, uh, on what she's trying to do. So um, he's, he's definitely know. turned his, his biggest critic into a, into a fan. And I love in that scene, how they intercut the voices, you know, like yeah. Trent Krim's voice kind of comes in. Um, at yeah. the end and it's it, it's quite good but um, yeah yeah he Higgins kind of starts I, reading it and then it ends up being Trent's voice himself yeah that was good you know he even says Higgins says you know like these aren't my words and that's where Trent's <laughs> yeah. voice kind of kind of picks up which yeah which is which is yeah. really well done but yeah. uh yeah yeah he's yeah. he's definitely turned in one of his harder nuts to crack into a, a supporter for the lasso way for sure yeah, absolutely. And then we kind of end this scene with Roy. Um, he must have read to Phoebe and then went straight to the club to go take care of some business, it looked like, um, because um, he, he shows up and he, he says he nuts one of his teammates in the head, um, which means headbutted, apparently, I guess. Um, and, but he can't see who it is because it's too dark in there and he's too old, essentially. But, uh, but Roy has certainly now become the leader that I think Ted wanted him to be. And so um, I think Ted, you know, he's kind of fixed the Roy Kent problem um, and the Trent Krim problem all in one episode, which, you know, I think that's what makes this such a good episode for me. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, you know, drinking vanilla vodka, um, he just kind of gets after Jamie one more time and, and shows some respect to Keeley, obviously, but uh it's, it's, it's clear there's no love loss between Jamie and Roy. And I'm sure that will come up in a future episode. And it does, obviously. So um, that'll be the next next thing to be addressed. But, uh, but yeah, that, that's pretty much the episode at that point. Um, did you have anything you wanted to add or? No, it's just a great episode. I, I, I love, uh, you know, just the transformation of, of Trent Krim throughout this episode. And just, just overall, you know, how he, he really didn't try to, to sugarcoat anything, you know, his way of coaching, um, you know, he just was being his best, the best version of himself in front of Trent. And, uh, you know, I, and it, it ended up playing out really well, um, which, yeah. which was great, but 
Well, on those things we talked about, like at least the ones I talked about for sure, like Ted last, I mean, it kind of encapsulates who this character is in my mind, like at pretty much every time where there's interaction where you could either be responding with some sort of cynical action or like positive action. He always chooses the positive one. And, you know, that's not typical, obviously. So whether it's the Keeley thing or whether it's, you know, visiting Ollie, like he said he was going to go do it. Uh, and again, that's me saying he did. It. I don't know if he actually did or not, but he said he was going to do it and he went and did it. So he also has a, a, a bit of latitude as well from his management because his management wants him to burn yeah. it down. And, uh, yeah. you know, it, it, with with normal convention, you know, like, you know, some of the stuff that he's done would would not work out well for him. But, yeah, you know, it's coming from a very sincere place. And I think that makes all the difference, you know for how it actually comes off. Yep, absolutely. Yep, that's it for today, Neil. So until we meet again, live life the lasso way.